Hello, bat boys and bat girls. It's me, your bat host, Adam. Today, we're talking mostly about the greatest superhero ever created. No, not Spider-Man's aunt, Madam Web. I forget if that's true or not. We're talking about <laughs> Batman, and I'm joined by a Batman-related group of panelists. Alana Pierce, Batman aficionado and balloon owner number one. Hi, what's up? There it is. <laughs> uh, Elise Willems. Penguin apologist. Mm. That's as I know her. That's how she introduced herself to me. And returning to the show after a very long baby-related hiatus, Dan Schneider. Hey, everybody. I brought my duct tape to make noises. Isn't that such a a Gotham City thing to, like, duct tape a corpse? Mm -hmm. You know? It's really... They'd be doing that there. It's a trend. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, Obviously, DC Fandom happened this last week. uh, And... I'll get the uh, disclaimer out of the way. We are owned by the same company who has a bunch of tie-ins on any of that. They have no say over this content. All of our opinions are that of our own. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I watched it kind of in the background until uh, something big popped up. But overall, (laughs) I thought it was a pretty good event as far as online uh, conventions go. Uh, Not too bad. What did you guys think? Or did anyone even get to watch it or did you just watch the highlights on YouTube? I kind of caught everything afterwards. Um, but I'm really interested in how people are executing these virtual conventions because I think there might be a lot more of that in the future. So some of that stuff was intriguing to me, but I really just caught the highlights on YouTube afterwards, all the sweet vids. Yeah, I found the, the like linking segments really cheesy. Uh, it was like, it felt like it was made for kids and I had to keep being like, it's not E3, Alana. It's not the same show. (laughs) They have a lot of padding they have to do because it's a really long event. But uh, a lot of it was just like clearly done in front of bad green screens and just 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 cheesy and a little bit difficult to watch through. But for the most part, for a, a Saturday, there were like tons of really cool announcements. Like the actual meat of the show was great. I was super yeah. into it. Just watching yeah. the whole thing was grating. I was impressed. I watched a bunch of the panels live and uh, some trailers I just kind of caught after the fact. And I was impressed that A, the site didn't go down. Yeah. Um, despite the yeah. sheer bandwidth of people going to it. And I was also impressed by kind of like how polished and technical issue free it was. But yeah, like Alana was saying, they definitely delivered on the announcements and the reveals. Like it wasn't just, there were a lot of those panels that were kind of a bit of, oh, we've all, we've gathered a group of people here and they're just going to talk for 20 minutes about how they're excited. There's no real mm-hmm. meat to this panel. And I was, I mean, I was kind of okay with that because I liked the spectacle of seeing all those people. But at the same time, they did deliver in saying we've got actual content to show you. Actual trailers. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of panels at actual Comic-Cons and stuff is just, you know, famous and pretty people shooting the shit for half an hour and then rolling a, some B-roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different, though, in person, right, where you waited in line for four hours and then you're sitting 500 feet away. But you, you're <laughs> like, I'm still in the same room as Brian Cranston. This is amazing. Truth. Oh, my God. This yeah. really yeah. matters. Yeah, whereas there's something different seeing them in their home with a shitty webcam or being, you know, they were shot on set with their phone or whatever. It's like there is something missing there, but I think you're right, at least like for what it was, they actually did a pretty good job. Did they manage to incorporate audience Q&A in any way? Yeah, there were some moments where they had like pre-recorded videos of fans. Like there was in the Wonder Woman panel, there was a really fun segment where it was like different people dressed in their Wonder Woman cosplay around the world asking questions. I have to say, I think one of the best panels I watched, which actually felt like quite meaty, and it's maybe because of Neil Gaiman, was the Sandman panel, Mm. um, because he's so eloquent and well-spoken and 
just talked in depth about everything. So that's like an that's audio cool. play that they're doing. I think or, so. Yeah, I think it's on yeah. Audible. I think so. Yeah, I saw the billboard uh, the other day. I was driving back, and it's Sandman. I was like, "Oh my god, they're they're finally yeah, doing it's actually, it!" Yeah, exactly. It's been out for like some time now. Because oh. I got it, I just haven't listened to it yet. Oh. Yeah, but it's it's Your not the the it's not the movie or show that they've or been show. talking about doing for years. Yeah, it's still. I guess this is we're one step closer. We'll get there. Uh, speaking of the announcements, though. Uh, these were kind of paced out through the day, so I picked some of the highlights. There was a lot of stuff, but uh, one of the biggest ones is Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman, uh, mm. as S- Snyderverse Batman in the upcoming Flash movie, uh, which will also be starring Michael Keaton. So there, there's yeah. a lot of multiverse happening uh, in the I actually think years. that's really exciting. I think that's a fun way to deal with the fact that we've had, what, like five Batmans? Why not pull in Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer? I think that's cool. I, I, like I mean, the, Flash yeah. specifically, like Flashpoint stories are really cool and have dabbled in that kind of stuff before with, you know, different iterations of Batman specifically being in Flashpoint. Um, yeah, I think it's cool, too. Uh, I definitely didn't expect Affleck yeah. to come back, though. I thought that was a thing where it had been established that he was done and he didn't want to do it in the first yeah. place. I feel like there are all these rumors about that. That's what I felt like. Not like. There was a bur- a bridge burnt, but maybe the bridge was just kind of there was some water overrunning it. A yeah, little bit. some alcoholism. Yeah, that was one of the rumors. He just became an alcoholic. Like maybe maybe we just done Ben Affleck dirty, and none of that was true, and he was just cool the whole time. <laughs> oh, before because people are going to say it in the in the comments that there is a Sandman series coming. I didn't get sorry, oh. I didn't get a chance to clarify that. There's a, like a Netflix show. Oh, cool. oh. They've been talking about that for years. Yeah, now. it was like that's, that's that at one point more and, so. What the panel yeah. was like, you know. okay, along so with Why the Last Man, got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why the Last Man, that's the Last Man. Yeah, that's just been feel like they've been in hell making a lot of this stuff for a long time. Mm. Yeah, it's it's on its way, but uh, yeah, the the Ben Affleck stuff was interesting. There was uh, rumors, you know, that you know, obviously he was going through some family stuff and that had something to do with it. Um, so maybe he wasn't in the best headspace to be playing a, uh, you know, the, basically the, <laughs> the, the Tony. Yeah. Basically, well, it was strange because they were sort of catching him as like the Tony Stark of the DC yeah, universe. The Stark Knight. And yeah. mm. <laughs> Damn it. Well, this is what we call this episode. Uh, <laughs> no, don't call yes, it. Yes. That. that will, that will get the millions. Of views. Um, but it seems like he's in a better place now, uh, I guess, in his personal life and everything else. So that well, I mean, like, isn't he dating the girl from uh, Knives Out? Oh, yeah. On Anna de Armas. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Babe, I'd also be happy if I was him. Yeah. <laughs> both of them. And photographs them. Yes. He, Congrats. He is fluent in Spanish. I know that. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe he did blow his uh, Batman debut based on just stuff that was going on but now uh, i think that is cool that he was saying like hey i'm at least willing to come back in some mm-hmm. capacity so and 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 the fact that it's not so sacred i'm actually okay with this and we'll talk more about this later but marvel is this this tight nip thing and right now dc is just sort of like whatever who cares yeah. <laughs> just just do it we'll make two suicide squad movies in a row and They'll have some of the same cast and it doesn't matter because yeah. you're going to watch it. And that's the way yeah. comic books are too, is like the change in people all the time. This hero becomes this hero. And Marvel's like, we will have a well-executed 20 year plan. And DC's like variety. And I'm glad to have both of these things existing alongside each other, frankly. Yeah. DC's Having two companies do the same thing would be boring, right? Yeah. Why not? Why not Especially, do something a little different? It sounds like the fact that also 
it seems like a difference in creative behind it might have spurred his decision of, oh, I'm interested in working with this director or the fact that Michael mm. Keaton's involved and maybe they're doing some kind of bat bataverse thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I do want to <laughs> be part. I don't want to sit out what seems like it's going to be a cultural phenomenon and I would maybe be perceived as a wet blanket for sitting it out, you know, because I think Michael yeah. Keaton's going to yeah. be heralded, you know, for doing it. For his return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That That's yeah. the part yeah. of this news that actually excited me the most was pulling out the guy from the 90s and... I don't know. Keaton just seems like so much fun. Oh, man, yeah, like if you could have like a whole, but like maybe there are more of them, and we just don't know if there's like a whole bat cast <laughs> of like Clooney's yeah. there, like Val Kilmer. Like I would, yeah. I would absolutely love that. Oh. Uh, is Ezra so Miller still it. playing the Flash? In- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ezra Ezra, Flash. Yeah. yeah, Ezra's back. Yeah, I like him. The, a lot. I was there. I'm, uh, into it. There's so much of the stuff going on when they first announced that. I thought it was Ben Affleck's going to be on the TV show, The Flash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I, what a fall. I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I couldn't. Exactly. I couldn't imagine him going being like, I'm sure they're like, hey, do you want to be on the TV show? He's like, hell no. Or he'd be like, is there a TV show? He has no idea. But <laughs> yeah, with with you, Dan, I think that's cool. And a lot of that is an amazing idea, I hope. Um, we see more Batman and they, I will actually, I'll send, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Alana, there's that, um, anniversary video they did where, uh, it's like, I think it's, uh, Terry from Batman beyond and old man, Bruce and all the old Batman, different styles all come into the Batcave. That's cool. Mm. No, I haven't seen that. It's, it's really rad. It's, oh, it, man. it's one of those things where what I'm is like, this thank from? you for acknowledging this. It was an animated, uh, I want to say comic con video. They did a, a long oh, okay. time ago. Um, they they do those every once in a while. For this, uh, I don't know if you caught it at least during the the show. They had they almost did like a mystery science theater thing with uh, old old man Bruce and um, I keep butchering his name. What's his name from Batman Beyond? The I think it's just Terry, Terry McGinnis. Right? Yeah, Terry McGinnis. That's his. Yeah, uh, kept wanting to say Tim, but yeah, the Terry McGinnis. Are, then they're like vamping over old uh, Adam West Batman footage i thought it, oh, so it wasn't it was it was it was just like a nice little interstitial of just, and he's like why are they stealing fish and he's like this is a different joker that's what he does <laughs> it's just like okay different <laughs> times uh but yeah sorry moving on to back to the announcements uh so last bit of ben affleck batman we're getting because we're not done with him uh there's gonna be a four hour cut of uh <laughs> snyder's version of the justice league which is coming to hbo max uh i believe in 2021 dear god uh and aren't they it has been willed into existence isn't it being released as four one-hour chunks yeah correct i heard yeah, that that is oh, an wow. option that is a way that is a way to watch it because my god no one can sit through <laughs> four hours of four justice hours league of- <laughs> four hours of anything <laughs> more is tough. politics only lord of the rings <sighs> my i god. mean i think that's a really interesting way to go about airing something like that is to i guess didn't tarantino do that with one of his movies recently he on netflix with um the hateful eight where he broke um, it into just kind of a weird way to break up uh, a feature film into a couple of parts to get people into it. Because that says something I, I think about it, our attention it, span. I think it, maybe I think with uh, digital streaming, yes, um, I'm sure they'll do a theater event where Zack Snyder stares at you the whole time, <laughs> and he makes sure you understand why he did what he did, which usually comes down to I thought it looked cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It'll valid, also be interesting is, in terms of how he's structuring each of those four parts, because theoretically they would each have a beginning, middle, you know, climax and end. Maybe. Theoretically. <laughs> you, you think how to make it better, think? it would it would have a beginning, a middle and an end and not just end right in the middle of a scene at the hour mark? You think? I, I mean, I, theoretically, I mean, 
this is again, it's all in the theater theoretical space. You know, you think about something like Kill Bill Volume One and Two, or it's one cohesive story, but then you still feel like you're building to a climax at the end of that first one because it has mm. to feel like its own complete narrative. Will Zack Snyder make these four <laughs> hours feel like complete narratives? Or will they just stop abruptly? Stay tuned, that <laughs> viewers. I don't know. We'll see. It'd be cool. I think it would That's be a, like a really impressive storytelling feat if you watched if you watched the end of the for that first one and you felt like oh shit, and then you watched the end of the second one and you're like damn, you know we even even the dark side. More cyborg. Anything more for it, right? So like he just has to go on what already exists. That is my understanding. I mean, there's obviously the CG stuff. Steppenwolf looked better. Oh, I would he say, did because look because they. Because they showed less, yeah. I think. Yeah. They, yeah. they made them look, they spent, they made they them look more like, like a... Yeah. Didn't they spend like $30 million mm -hmm. into this Snyder Cut? That's what I read. Damn. I believe All so. of it on well, Steppenwolf's new look. Special. And there's yeah, no, I mean, they... they sh and there's no... Um, Dark side. There's no Joss Whedon stuff in it, right? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I think yeah, I read that I mean, like he was like... Idea. He did not use any of the Joss, Joss Whedon Interesting. stuff. I don't know how you yeah. accomplish that, but... There, there's a whole backstory for Cyborg that we're getting. Apparently, the Flash goes back in time at some point. This, you're right, Dan. Ooh. This will be the Lord of the Rings of Justice League movies. <laughs> and how do you guys feel about this existence. in general? About the existence Luke of the Snyder Cut? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just happy we're we're in a we're in a situation where this sort of thing can exist. It's so weird, right? Where this this movie came out. And it was just panned. It made Didn't a bunch do well. of money. Mm. I mean, it made it made money, but they put it, there, it was just so much turmoil around this production. And then there's this mythical Snyder cut where it, it's also like he has had multiple chances to prove himself that he can make a competent superhero action movie. And some people like it, and a lot of people don't. Yeah, I don't and think he's somehow, known as the greatest filmmaker of all time that you'd be like, yes, please come back and recut a movie, Francis Ford Coppola yeah. or something like that. Or mm -hmm. Ridley Scott, other people that have done similar kind of things. I don't, I'm not a yeah, yeah. It just seems weird to throw it? in after this guy. Sorry, go ahead, Elise. Oh, no, I was, you go ahead. <laughs> I, just, I feel like uh, I... I I'm also lukewarm. I think the same as Dan. Like, I, I think this is interesting. Like, it's an interesting cultural moment. And I have, like, some concerns about what this means after talking to a few people in the film industry about, like, the fan demand for this cut. Does that mean that this starts a precedent of, you know, I didn't like this actor in this movie. Can we get a cut without them that we're going to release on streaming services? And I think, like, that potentially has some scary repercussions. Um, but I think that especially it being four hours, like, I feel like, I'm going to watch it. And a lot of people are, even the people who are naysayers, because it, it is a really interesting cultural moment. And it's also mm -hmm. just so perfect for streaming services. Like the timing of it being mm -hmm. coming out in the year that it is, is just works absolutely perfectly. So I feel like it's probably realistically not going to be good, um, but it is certainly interesting. <laughs> Agreed. I, I mean, sure. after, after four hours, I feel like Stockholm Syndrome kicks in at some point. Where you're like, <laughs> like, like, this is all I have. And I, yeah. it's, it's this it's this, or do I go to the drive-in uh, or watch a, uh, a Russian uh, cam version of New Mutants? What do I do? Mm -hmm. yeah, these are your choices now. I think uh, I'm maybe. Either way. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to ask Elise what your final thoughts are. You were going to transition to a different topic. 
What about dark side? Stop being so polite, Elise. What do you think? Uh, I maybe am on the more side of my excitement, I think, is growing for the Snyder mm. Cut, if I'm mm. being frank. And that might just be, be the, the uh, you know, fallout of quarantine where I'm slowly losing my mind and any crumb of something <laughs> that feels new or original is uh, stirring an excitement in me. I'm definitely in Alana's camp of I don't like what it potentially means for an uh, you know an audience or online community to get into a tizzy about something and then have a fit and demand that a movie is recut in such a way. I mean, and there's nothing new about recutting movie. We got the Rogue cut, uh, mm. you know, of X Men. Oh, yeah. Did we get that, or and, was it uh, was it sent was it forced to us? on us? Yeah, and like directors' cuts <laughs> yeah. are obviously nothing new. I think because of the circumstances of this production and the problems that mired it. It's a special case where there's a lot of drama around that. So, of course, it's it's a big mm. deal. But, you know, hopefully it doesn't, like you're saying, set any precedent for that. And It would be a dangerous just, dangerous precedent to start to just let slope. fans dictate what artists are making. Absolutely. And I, I do like when, you know, I liked the really, you know, George Miller getting a second shot with Mad Max. thought that was really, really cool. Uh, I mean, like the a time third that, or fourth shot? Well, third or fourth, but... You know, with that original yeah. story and the time that had passed and the technology that was now available, I thought that was pretty cool. Right. This isn't really that situation. That, nevertheless, no. I kind of like how dark the Snyder trailer looks comparatively. I'm into that. Yeah. I mean, that's his style is super <laughs> yeah. dark. Slow -mo. Overly serious. <laughs> everything's going to be right. That's why it's four hours because everything's slow-mo. Mm. <laughs> but you can see it's really action, a two-hour right? movie <laughs> i mean like say that i'll say the for for like Zack snyder every other action director that might hide their action make it not visible or shaky cam you know Zack snyder he's doing it in slow-mo and you can see it all that's yeah, true um, that's cool he's not he's not hiding it's like it. a great use of color and yeah i like the the dark stuff too like it's that's why i keep saying no matter what it's going to be interesting like it yeah. doesn't mean it's going to be good necessarily but i have no doubt that it will be interesting to look at and I don't know. I'm excited to talk to people about it. Like it's just yeah. one of those cultural I, things. That I'm it, like, it's it, fascinating. It, it it will be digital water cooler talk. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Moving on though to uh, other second chances, uh, Suicide Squad Two, <clears throat> also just known as the Suicide Squad from James Gunn, uh, got a little bit of behind the scenes footage. Um, not much though. Just kind of showing the characters. That one I thought was interesting because hey. same sort of thing. Same, yeah. almost the same. Everything's a everything's a do over. I feel like Joel Kinnaman's cool. back. Everybody, he's back. Let's see what he does. <laughs> the cost of this movie is just it's just awesome. everyone. It's just everyone ever. <laughs> I know. Nuts. Watching that character reel, I couldn't even keep track. It just keeps Pete going. Davidson? Where did Pete Davidson come from? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson's there. Space. God damn. It's like Ruth um, Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Lava I girl. I think one of the things that excites me the most about this is like it makes me think of Deadpool 2 when they were just randomly killing off these characters in funny and interesting ways. I think that's maybe something oh. to expect and to look forward yep. to in this film is just how they kill Nathan Fillion and how they kill uh, John Cena yeah. because like they can't have these people coming back time after time. No, but I, I think the spectacle no, but... of seeing these people you know, come to their end will be the one of the more fun parts of this film. Yeah, yeah, what's going to happen like to James Polka Dot Man? Like, you know, that's what we all want to know. How <laughs> He's going to be the through line to sue a three I, squad. I wanted, I wanted to address the controversy that is Polka Dot Man. So, uh, <laughs> for reference, uh, there there is the uh, one of the uh, brothers. I forget uh, who's the the Kingsman brother. The guy, the all those guys. 
Uh, I forget their names. Either way, one what? of them was in Star Wars Episode Three. I'm doing a. I'm just doing brother. a comparison. Well, who was he here. in King's? Look uh, I'm looking at him. Right. You know, Eggsby or whatever. It's the um the the Edgerton brother. Sorry, it was. Uh, there was more than one. Taron Edgerton. So, uh, so there's Taron Edgerton. There's his yeah. brother. There's the older Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. A, Joel Edgerton. So here, the story goes: Joel Edgerton was in you know Star Wars uh, Episode Three. And he plays the young uh, Luke's uncle or whatever. And because he was in that role, Disney basically said, you could never be in another Star Wars movie ever again. These are the rules. If you play a character once, that's it. Polka Dot Man, from what I understand, was one of the Joker's crazy uh, recruits in the Dark Knight uh, film Mm. with Heath Ledger. Mm. And they just brought him back as Polka Dot Man and not... Not a shred of controversy. I know this. Wow. Let's, let's drum it up. Turns out. Yeah, let's start that controversy. <laughs> I'll I'll start the uh the, the petition. Let's get yeah, on it. I just I I mean they they also had um Thomas Wayne was in The Dark Knight Rises as just a completely different actor. It's like I I just think it's it's crazy. DC's going nuts. I think you should call this these video actors. the Suicide Squad Dark Knight Pokemon. Pokemon Man <laughs> connection. Just throw that Pokemon in there. Polka dot Pokemon um, dot man. What what does Polka dot man do? What doesn't he do? Does anyone know? I'm actually not sure. Let's look it up. Polka dot man. What does he I mean, do? He, um, I know he's that he's those... a, he is a like he's definitely a minor Batman villain. Like I I feel like I've encountered oh. him in comics before, but mm-hmm. what are it's his like actual man. abilities? Sort of. He's like on the on the side, but I think he's dead. Um, if I remember correctly, okay, he he, okay. he basically just has a cool costume with advanced technology from the sounds. <laughs> I feel like he, his yep. power would be like cool. he shines a light in your eyes so you see dots. <laughs> well, his polka if dots are uh, advanced technology which are controlled through the costume's belt. When attached to his costume, they were inert, but once removed, they would enlarge in size and become various different devices which could aid in his crime sprees. Most notably, a flying saucer, which he used as a getaway vehicle. Cool. Oh, so he, like, pulls the dots off of himself? Yes, and then they, like, mm-hmm. transform. All right. I guess that's it. I only... That, that's, the, that's the difference there, I guess. David Ayer, you mentioned that. He'd be like, that sounds stupid. You tell the James Gunn, he's like, I have ideas. Sounds, yes. That sounds perfect. <laughs> Also, we're bringing in King Shark because he's an insane. <laughs> yeah. King Shark, I mean, I, but I, that's I, one of my favorites. I love him. I guess I really trust James Gunn here because you know Guardians of the Galaxy is fucking stupid too, but he made two really excellent films out of that. Mm-hmm. So why not? Why not? Yeah. Up, up the crazy, take the weirdness to the next level, and just go you know full, full on crazy man with it. I think you know be the he's opposite the of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. It seems seems that he's having a good time, so I'm looking forward to yeah. more of that. And then the stream ended. Sorry, I'm just moving things along, Elise. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I would, no, I was just going to say, it does seem like he actively searches the bottom of the barrel, thinking, yeah. what's something obscure that I can take <laughs> and I can make it into something really, really cool? And I appreciate that so much. Well, yeah, he made ended with the Batman teaser. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it comes across like he's like, listen, I get that we all like superheroes, but they're really stupid. This is all yeah. stupid. All of these people mm-hmm. don't make any sense. Let's just throw them together and make it fun uh-huh. rather than well, trying like, to take it too seriously. Yeah. He's like that that superhero or group of superheroes that you didn't think were, were that cool or interesting. I'm going to show you how they are. Yeah. Like, That's really great. And he, 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 put his, he made his brother a little hairy creature again, right? Some sort of yeah. little rat rat man thing. Uh, he's weasel. weasel. He's weasel. Weasel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You will be in all my movies, but you will only play <laughs> small rodents. You will hate it rodents. every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe he'll make an apes movie. Speaking of apes, <laughs> the uh, the stream ended with the Batman. They call it a teaser. I, I say it's that a, was a trailer. Yeah. It was a trailer. Absolutely a trailer. Yeah. Uh, this is apparently only uh, from, I guess, somewhere between 25 and 50% of the movie being shot, but... The Batman uh, got its debut, and this one is being directed by Matt Reeves of Apes fame. I know, Elise, you're excited about that. You're my Apes connoisseur. It's great because, um, James, you know, obviously I love the Apes movies, so he's really been taking this as an opportunity to to kind of... It's weird. He's trying to use to throw it in my face, but I believe that Apes walked so the Batman could run. Like I really <laughs> think that Matt Reeves is going to take everything he learned making Apes Clearly, he, you know, he wouldn't. We wouldn't get Andy Serkis as Alfred if he hadn't mm-hmm. built that relationship. Right. Is Andy Serkis' right. yeah. second director unit on the Batman? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, and we know Alfred is the most important crux of any Batman series. Is yes, I mean, so Alfred. important that the guy that played him Maybe. in like all the '90s movies, they just kept bringing back. <laughs> they were like, "There's no better Alfred." Um, um, well, I, I don't. I'm. I can. I assume everyone here enjoyed the teaser, but it uh, yeah. it definitely got a lot. I think most people came out pretty positive on this one. Any uh, reservations sure. people had of uh, Robert Pattinson seemed to be taken care of, even though he only says three words, perhaps in the whole thing. I think brooding uh, is good for but, Batman. Yeah, um, I've seen back. some criticism of of Robert Pattinson, like people saying he's like too feminine or something, or not big enough. Um, yeah, Michael Keaton wasn't big. Uh, And I think uh, it's also, I believe this is like one of the earlier years of him being Batman, which is similar to Keaton's position, um, is that he's not like full tank yet. He's just getting there. So I was into it. Mm. Uh, You know, the part where he just beats the hell out of that dude, I felt like was the brutal icing on the cake that like you needed to confirm that Pattinson was going for that. Mm. Um, But I am mostly excited about, I I think it's Dano, Paul Dano, Dano. Um, Paul Dano. I absolutely love him. I think he's one of my favorite actors and I feel like he's just not in enough stuff. Like he's, I, I feel like he just, I always want to see him in more things. So as soon as he was announced as Riddler, I was like, hell yeah, this dude is going to kill it. He's such a good actor. He's, uh, he's got I, that serial killer face. I know just, they've covered his face up in this trailer a lot, but I think just looking just, at him, he's off putting. The unhinged vibe he pulls yeah. off. Like, I just think he's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, and I, very is, excited. It, is it the movie? Is it, what movie is it where he does play? A serial killer. Is it Prisoners with Hugh Jackman? That's uh, he is a you know? yeah he is a suspected uh, serial killer. Yeah, that and, and that's one, that's that's who Hugh Jackman is. He assumes is the one who did it and is like convinced, but he has yeah. like a mental sort yeah. of barrier between him. It and if that's the case, study role. for him as Riddler. I don't know if he's like Edward E. Nigma Riddler or it, was it Na- Edward Nash or something. Mm. The other Riddler sure. that pops up, mm. but like. I think that's a fantastic one. I didn't think the riddles that they put in the trailer were that difficult. Um, yeah, somebody already solved one. Oh, because James said to me, he's like, somebody solved the riddle. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, you know, what does a liar do in death? And I was like, they still lie or they lie. They keep lying or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's it. They he's like, somebody, did, somebody did a 10 page breakdown of how they solved it. Yeah, I was like, okay. Uh, I, I do for, think that's that's one of the parts I'm most excited about this movie is them maybe doubling down on the detective aspect yeah. of batman like the world's Seems greatest detective yeah because sometimes um, he's not a hopefully detective there's a lot more of that um, right sorry i just i just did confirm he is uh edward nashton oh. that's the riddler that he is 
But yeah, like in in Batman 89, Keaton is always one step behind. Frankly, that's like a romantic movie. Like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a love yeah. story. It's not a detective film at all. And I, I like the detective stuff in um, the Dark Knight trilogy as well. But even the latter film, I feel like it kind of loses that too. So yeah, I, I like the idea of like cat and mouse chase being yeah. the thing. And I think that's- He's like a Sherlock Holmes level intellect chasing a criminal yeah, that's just as smart as he idiot. is <laughs> being, yeah. being on a, a bat in a bad mood now over the last several several nights i just rewatched dark knight which i've seen a hundred times but it's just compelling mm. how the mist there's such a good mystery also mm. and, and web woven in that movie which because i was thinking yeah. of um i forget the cop but the, I, already, <sighs> I already watched it bless you but just forgot her <laughs> name um but she's the mm. corrupt cop who's taking money to pay for her mother's care and the first time I saw that movie, you know, you don't really, I think you don't think much of her until, you know, later you, re- you realize that she was corrupt and she's very much a piece of this puzzle. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, uh, Ramirez. Montoya. Ramirez, yeah. Or Ramirez. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And uh, um, yeah, I think that there's going to be a, just a, a great mystery. In this I hope so. That's the, the, uh, well, the thing I think I liked the most about the trailer was maybe the aesthetic that they've got between the cinematography and the production design. Like it looks like they're kind of aping a little bit of that Joker seventies, super grimy, super grainy look. Um, but that's super appealing to me. It almost looks like a, a David Fincher film. If he made a movie back in the seventies or something like that. Um, but I, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, it's mm-hmm. going to sound like yeah. I'm joking, but I do think it was actually a pretty brave choice to show Robert Pattinson without his cowl wearing the eyeliner. Eyeliner? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, that's, no one's, no one's dared to do that to this point. It's, it's really, it's, it's gothy. Because, yeah, but they have to try to move him away from Vampire Boy, which obviously he's been doing for a really long time. He's yeah. a good actor, great roster of films he's been in at this point, like, ton of cool indie mm-hmm. stuff, but it's still, the public still sees him as Vampire Boy. So having that shot was a very interesting choice. It was. <laughs> I, I thought it spoke to just sort of how he's this unhinged character and they they dance around that, especially in uh, Batman Returns when he takes his mask off and he goes from having the raccoon eyes and he's super clean. That was distracting as a kid because it it's a hard cut mm. to his eyes without the makeup on under the mask and it's like so noticeable. Yeah. And I, I thought it was like, well, doesn't it say more about a character of a guy who's willing to put eye makeup on every night so he can wear a mask so he looks more intimidating i don't know and we're definitely getting i think like a batman who's still a little bit in the infancy of being batman like it's not maybe a pure origin story but it's like oh well yeah his like bat cave is not completely you know teched out maybe he doesn't have all of his gear maybe maybe it harkens a little back to the nolan films in that way but hopefully i don't don't really want is just a voice in his head (laughs) yeah, <laughs> just talking to himself could be that'd be great no I, I, part of that that kind of the bat cave isn't filled out it's it does have that kind of diy punk kind of he's made all of this stuff he's cobbled together riot gear and you know army boots just to kind of make do i think yeah, that stuff's all very cool fox who's like yeah, a no, really polished weapons expert yeah yeah i, I think that's well, that's appealing to me also that, that hopefully we don't have to do a full origin that maybe kind of like those recent Spider-Man movies, they just assume that we know how Batman became yeah. Batman or cover it in, yeah, in I mean, very briefly. I think it's his second year being Batman or his third year. It's, they, they yeah, said they said that, year so two. I, okay, right. so I'm, I'm assuming we probably won't get... That'd be like, great. Do we need to see the slow-mo <laughs> pearls again? 
That'd be great. No, I I'm sure we. I'm sure it'll it be again, in again dream or something. Yeah, they did it in what Batman versus Superman, or it's like we we know we get it. We know Martha. how it goes. Everyone is, knows. Everyone but else. yeah, this the cost well, for this movie is just just great. Like Colin Farrell as Penguin looked super <laughs> interesting. I love like Jeffrey I mean, Wright being Gordon and Colin Farrell looks like a different human being in that. I know trailer. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got the same oh, eyes, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be an interesting Zoe one to see him play. Kravitz as yeah. well oh, yeah. as Catwoman. Catwoman. There's actually yeah, I love there's at least so three much. villains yeah. in this one already, which is it's getting a little stacked. dangerous. Well, yeah, they. Yeah. I think they, they said it's based on or loosely based on the Long Halloween, which is one of those Batman stories that has which is also pretty much great. every Batman villain that exists. Great, great story, but it has like every villain that exists, which is yeah. way so too much for Calendar a movie. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's I haven't. It's been so long since I've read Halloween, but the only thing I always remember is the Calendar Man. Is the Calendar Man? Shout out! But, to yeah, because it has that Hannibal Lecter kind of. He goes and into Arkham to talk to the villain behind the screen, which yeah. is Calendar Man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, Elise, you mentioned you had some issues with the riddles. I want to hit that in a sec. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Filmhouse is brought to you by HBO Max. Now, all this Batman talk has probably got you itching for some more Dark Knight. Thankfully, HBO Max has you covered. HBO Max offers a huge library that is big on quality content. With new shows like Lovecraft Country and films like An American Pickle, you can also check out a wide variety of movies and TV shows that you will absolutely love. Now, personally, I am a subscriber and HBO Max is by far my favorite streaming app. I actually searched uh, the term Batman just before filming this segment and found over two dozen quality shows in films that I could easily recommend. I'm going to do that right now. Under the Red Hood, Justice League Doom and Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. These are all fantastic animated films, and I think you're going to like them. So start streaming today. Get yourself a free seven day trial by visiting our link at bit.ly.hbomaxhouse. That's bit.ly slash hbomaxhaus to sign up for a free seven day trial. Thank you, HBO Max. Now, Back to the show. And we're back. Elise, you mentioned that you felt the riddles in the Batman teaser were too simple. Is yeah, that correct? I, I, I hope that they just put the easy one in the trailer. <laughs> They're going to get harder. Okay. In the movie. I mean, I, well, I, was, I was just joking a little I, bit. I wrote, I wrote down some riddles here for you Ooh. guys. Oh, boy. Because in light of our new main evil pro tag, antag, you want to call him, actually, <laughs> uh, I wrote these... Go ahead and buzz in if you know the answer to this. The first riddle. If you look at the numbers on my face, you won't find 13 any place. A clock? Ding, ding, ding. It's a, oh, do I have to buzz in? I no, just said you it. Could, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, hopefully we don't ruin the second one then, Elise. Sorry, I'll buzz. <laughs> Tear one off and scratch my head. What once was red is black instead. Buzz. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, Elise. Or do you want to take it, Alana? I can't. It's a match, but I don't know. It's a match. Yeah. Correct. Correct is a match. All right. The next riddle. The eight of us go forth, not back, to protect our king from a foe's attack. Buzz. Ding, ding. You can both say it at the same time. The chessboard. It's a pawn. The pawns. It's fun, yeah. All right. Your next one. We're five little items of an everyday sort. You'll find us all in a tennis court. Huh. You are out of time. The answer was vowels. <laughs> oh, oh. A vowel isn't an item. Item. Mm-mm. 
Uh, anyway, if you haven't caught on yet, those are all the riddles from Batman Forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I just say? Just as, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the internet is no, no, buzz no. because they all think that Colin Farrell as the Penguin looks like Richard Kind. Um, and so it's like, why didn't they just get Richard Kind to play him? And I'm kind of <laughs> in with that. I would have loved a Richard Kind Joker. Oh. <laughs> Penguin? <laughs> or, pardon Richard me, I said Kine. Penguin Joker. Penguin, I mean Penguin. Yeah. I think the no, I Richard Kind Joker might be even more interesting. I think Elise could be Batman. <laughs> Elise could totally be Batman. Sure. I, uh, I don't know. Couldn't get the vowels one. My parents. Uh, the, the greatest detective in the world, Bruce Wayne, figured it out in within three seconds because <laughs> most, most of the riddles are <laughs> almost puns. At that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. Could, could Paul so Dano funny. possibly top Jim Carrey as the Riddler? Is it possible? No. I think Paul Dano's fantastic. And I have, uh, I, the first time that I saw Jim Carrey's Riddler, I was so terrified that I locked myself in a bathroom and <laughs> cried. And my, I was, oh, I was being like terrible. babysat and they didn't know where I was. So I was just crying in a bathroom. Oh. Uh, and forever after that, I could not watch any movie with Jim Carrey in it because I was so afraid of him. I would have been, wow. I don't know, six maybe. Um, so okay. it like ruined me on Jim Carrey for life. <laughs> like any any Riddler is better than Jim Carrey Riddler. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you touched on something here. Yeah, it really got me. Uh, but I also, I just yeah. keep finding it so funny that like Colin Farrell is so attractive. He's such a good looking man. And and they just make him like genuinely just, just completely change his face. I feel like it's probably genuine, usually distracting that he's so good looking, uh, and it's certainly not the, the first time that they've like warped his appearance. But I wonder if it's if my brain is even going to register that it's the same person or how how unique the performance is going to be. It's it's uh, it's an exciting one. Yeah, I wonder I if it, it'll be like distracting trying to find Colin Farrell in the face. Like you'll be staring at his face on screen, trying trying to see to me with the pretty the trailer. One. I've I've looked at him ten times trying to find <laughs> any semblance of him in it, and I can't. Um, I do kind of hope he is, that the he's a, he's a great actor, so maybe yeah, yeah you're right, uh, Alana. Maybe it does it takes away from the distracting, beautiful, bushy eyebrows he has and chiseled <laughs> so jaw and so beautiful stubble. I mean, even in True Detective, when he was a, a mess, it was like still a good he's so good guy. in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do. I, I hope you know we were talking about there being a lot of villains. Hopefully, maybe the penguin is is in the background a little bit more, maybe as a setup for being the penguin. In the Batman two, or or whatever, instead of having to have way too much action and, and climactic fights in a single film, it's it's Catwoman is the one that always concerns me the most because I feel like Penguin can easily be like the mafia tie-in who does sit yeah. in the background. I feel like he Catwoman takes over is- for all the gangsters or whatever that Batman's beating up. Sure, but yeah, he's he's he doesn't necessarily need to be front and center, whereas Catwoman is always a spotlight. That's someone who generally is played in a, in a very specific way, a very uh, attention-grabbing character. And, and that's the one that I'm like, always like, how how is Catwoman going to work in this particular movie? Because sometimes well, I, I feel like they use it pretty poorly. They, they also will use Catwoman, I guess, as a romantic interest for Batman. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I feel like might bloat certain films is adding in too much of a love story or too much of a romance yeah. can just... I- at getting be too much getting the vibe. Him. There's not going to be much of a love story. I don't think one, so either. Crossed. I don't think that's Matt Reeves MO. And mm-hmm. I think that this is, this may be one of the only like women in this film. It looks like from the cast that we've seen, it doesn't seem like there are many other women in this cast. So I don't think that they would relegate her 
to that. I also think that just looking at her, she looks like she's Catwoman in the infancy of her career as Catwoman. Like we, when we see her in the trailer, unless unless there's like a costume reveal to be done, she's just got that like, you know, the the kind of hat mm-hmm. with the little upturn. Yeah. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a little upturn on the corners and, you know, dressed in all black. I love Zoe, uh, though, so I'm like, I'm Me too. so excited. I was so yeah. disappointed that High Fidelity was canceled. Love that show. <laughs> hmm. I did see you tweet about that. Yeah, no, Zoe Kravitz is awesome, and I have no doubt that she can do this role really well. It's just a matter of, yeah, I, I think you're probably right that they won't use her romantically because that could fall apart. Uh, but how are they going to use her? Is this too many villains for your first film? Yeah, well, that's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot I mean, of characters. The, the, the hope, the hope is, uh, and we can talk about this uh, in the next segment I have. But uh, Batman the Animated Series did a really good job of reusing these characters, and you know, obviously not killing them off or getting rid of him as soon as you had him. So like at one point the penguin was a club owner and he was obviously involved with organized crime, but he was more in the background. And then Catwoman is sort of this piece on the board that can be used by heroes or villains, or she has different uh, motives. So like, I think if that's how they're thinking of how can we have these as long-term characters, these aren't just uh, single serving bits how can we have like a, a a long play here i think it could be really it could be well done if you have that many villains yeah or you know anti-heroes shoved into one film so we'll see though. yeah maybe the maybe the riddler sense. story is the story for the first one and the other characters are maybe more b characters set up for the longer haul of a trilogy or something like that mm. something the it long depends on what they're <laughs> God. I, well, it is supposed to come in October, man. right? Uh, <laughs> will there be a surprise or calendar man reveal? That's the at the very end. Yeah, Jim, Jim Gordon goes, and the weirdos are just coming out, and he hands him a giant calendar with puppies on it. <laughs> My favorite thing about calendar man in that movie is sorry that that comic. If I remember correctly, it's like calendar man knows who the killer is, and yeah. and he's just like, I'm not telling you, and that's like yeah. the inconvenience. It's like he's the just like, I don't want to say. Isn't that I'm it? saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember. It's been a long time, but I think that I think he does. I think that's why they go to him, right? Is that he yeah? Does mm-hmm. no? Well, because like all the killings or something so. were done on holidays. Is yes. that yes. right? The killings. The killings were all on holidays. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And you need a calendar <laughs> man to put that together. <laughs> One of the uh, other small tidbits that I took from that that presentation with Matt Reeves, where he was talking about um, Chinatown being a huge influence on this movie. And I kind of saw that as a huge upside maybe of leaning into the noir and like the corruption of the police department and the government and just everybody is corrupt. And um, I think that ties in well with what we've seen of the Riddlers a bit in the movie. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that also the fact that the good guy loses spoilers for Chinatown um, being what could set up, I think a really great trilogy is if Batman doesn't always win you know, if, if he is able to grow from where he is, from screwing up stuff to being a really great superhero by the end of it. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think that's really, really great promise in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, if the Dark Knight whatever version like, of Batman this is. Yeah. If, if the Dark Knight was the heat comparison, then I think it's cool that this is Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I also wonder, like, that. if there is a bigger cast of villains, is Batman, is it really, like, the Batman? Or is it more of the villains featuring Batman? 
True. That is the, the, the constant problem yeah. um, where you do Batman Begins, which is very much a Batman mm-hmm. story. And then you do The Dark Knight, which is very much a Harvey Dent and uh, Joker, Joker story. story, which yeah. I love, though. I feel like yeah. depending on what you bring to Batman as a character, like he can be very interesting or he can be a, he can be a link type, a blank slate for everyone else. I feel yeah. like this is probably going to be a Riddler movie. Yeah. Hmm. Probably. Don't know. Maybe. But I'm, I'm definitely I, on board. I'm excited. It, it it also less less is definitely more as well. Where you have a you know when you have a character like Batman, maybe he's more interesting when you use him less because so much yeah. of that character is mystique and mystery. Yeah. And maybe so, it's an Alfred movie. <laughs> that's, I, that's, I, I watched that. Andy that was, they made that a TV show, didn't they? Weren't they going to do like show? the backstory of Alfred when he was looking for diamonds the size of oranges or tangerines? The, the fact, the fact that you guys <laughs> didn't re up your your Epics subscription to watch it makes me very upset. I was going to say that'll be a CW it's series awesome. any minute now. Yeah, Alfred. N- no, no, it no, what? it came out. It was a show. What? That already yeah, came out. It was either on Crackle or Epics or Voodoo or one of those other things that... I mean, I know that, that was a thing that they were talking rent. about, but it actually came out? Yeah, I think it was called Pennyworth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I think yes. you're right. It was called Pennyworth. Yeah. What is mm-hmm. it on? You guys need to look at billboards more often like I do. <laughs> I don't leave the house. <laughs> I, so, uh, I just look outside my window. I can't um, find what it was on. So I was excited when this trailer came out, but there, of course, were there were people on Twitter with a lot, a lot of hot takes about how um, you know Batman's like a rich asshole just beating up poor criminals and not giving them the justice they deserve. I don't know if anyone here agrees uh, with any of that crap about Batman being a fascist or whatever, but I maybe don't. not the most fun <laughs> conversation topic. But that was like I just I, I thought I saw a, a lot of people enjoying this thing, and there had to be people shitting on that parade and talk about how Batman's a fascist or something like that. I did. I didn't see anything. I don't yeah. know if you want to take. I mean. Uh, are people arguing that Batman is good? Like, I feel like part of the point, like, as a huge Batman fan, is that generally he's, like, I guess maybe outside of the animated series where he is pretty good, uh, he is supposed to be this unhinged, crazy person with two personalities mm, that he's, like, fighting yeah. to manage. Yeah, like, I don't think he's supposed to be a good guy. So if you were calling him a fascist, I'd be like, sure. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't see him as being a Superman. He's, he is messed up. Mm-hmm. He's not, uh, he's not necessarily a good dude. I mean, yeah, he's a vigilante, so in no way has he been, like, ordained or directed to do anything he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually it's one, all of illegal. The, one of the really cool shots in that trailer, I'm guessing, was a POV shot of Batman entering that crime scene and all the cops, like, mm-hmm. looking at him, like, really kind of warily and distrustful yeah. and, like, skeptical. Um, I thought that was really intriguing, just a simple short little shot that says a lot. Yeah, yep. that was the vibe I was getting is that maybe it's not like the Dark Knight where Batman has this strong relationship with Commissioner Gordoner, Gord- Gordoner. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe they are like they are at odds. It's cool. But he's just bringing in the smartest guy he can find or something to help yeah. solve the crime. Yeah. Someone someone who can work outside the law. Well, I think it's, it's also specifically that yeah. the Riddler is directing his riddles at Batman. Uh, yeah. So Batman is the target. Um, Mm -hmm. and it seems like that's going to be a plot about the Waynes being liars potentially seems like what's happening which I guess is like not that dissimilar to Joker funnily enough that's what I've picked up at least the Chinatown connection there yeah everyone's Mm -hmm. corrupt yeah Yeah. Yeah. also I I just checked the Pennyworth TV series it was on epics which I've never even heard of 
And the second season uh, was confirmed, but filming stopped because of COVID. So there's only one season on epics. I was like, I thought this was a thing that just didn't even come out. (laughs) Is he like a super spy or something? It's like a, Uh, yeah, yeah. like a, was it like SAS or something like that? SAS, yeah. Wasn't it supposed to be like all those stories that, uh, what's his face told in, in Dark Knight about the tangerines and you know the yeah. tangerine like yeah, that's, whole, that's it all builds awkward. up to a story about tangerines <laughs> god uh, slow motion right. tangerines falling in an alley We're, so so now now that we have talked about the all new Batman film coming up I, I do want to ask you guys now who do you think is going to be the best Batman but before We get to that first, a quick word from our sponsor. According to the Journal of Sexual Medicine, by 40, almost 40% of men struggle with erectile dysfunction. If you're in that category, there's help with HIMSS. HIMSS connects you with a licensed medical professional online to tell you if prescription treatment is right for you. With HIMSS, you can see a doctor from the comfort of your own home, avoid traffic and the hassle of booking appointments by using HIMSS' easy-to-use website and services. ForHims.com is all about men's wellness. If you're like me, maybe just looking for some natural sleep remedies or even an at-home COVID-19 test, Hims is here for you. As always, we here at Funhouse encourage you to consult your primary care physician and seek treatment always in a responsible way. Try Hims today by starting with a free online visit. Go to Hims.com slash Filmhouse ED for your free visit. That's ForHims.com slash filmhouse ed f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash filmhouse ed quick disclaimer here prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate see website for full details and safety information and one last time that is for hymns.com slash filmhouse ed thank you hymns and we are back okay so everyone right now because it's hot new and heavy uh, seeing that new teaser, they're like, best Batman ever. Oh, my God, which is a strange opinion to have based on two minutes of footage. <laughs> but uh, I was I was going to I broke all the Batmans up, at least the most important ones in uh, movement form, not comics, uh, into three categories. I got dark animated and camp. So on the dark side, we got uh, the Nolan films. We got the Burton films and the Zack Snyder films. And then on anime side, we got uh, the Bruce Tim, Kevin Conroy, Batman, Peter Weller, who's in The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Jason Mar- O'Mara, who's been doing the, all the new 52 ones. I don't know if you even know who that was. And then Bruce, Bruce Greenwood did a great Under the Red Hood voice. And then on the camp side, we got the Joel Schumacher films and Adam West. And I guess Battenson falls on the dark side, I assume. Probably Say so. <laughs> yeah. That's a really dark might trailer. Not, not, not animated. Might we we don't know yet. They, they could change it. You get a scan a scanner darkly. Kill Bill and yeah, scanner darkly. Yeah, <laughs> they're just gonna rotoscope the whole what, movie. Wasn't that guy <laughs> from Whose Line Is It Anyway also an animated Batman voice? Drew Carey show guy. What was that guy? Colin Mockery. That guy. Or Ryan, Ryan Stiles. Stiles. I was gonna say Colin. The no, other one. Wild choice. Colin Mockery. The other yeah. one. Greg Proops. <laughs> the other. Never Greg mind. Greg Proops. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Carey, Detroit Bader. What? Huh? Oh, di- wasn't wow. he a Batman? He was the guy. He what? was the guy on the Drew Carey show. Not whose oh. line is it anyway? Oh, I thought he was yes. on that too. Oh well, he may have been, <laughs> but I thought you meant like one of the main. I and I, I, I would be remiss. Sorry, I also forgot. Um, Job from Rest of Element. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, Will Arnett, also as Will oh, yeah. Arnett as Lego, Lego Batman. Lego Batman. 
I forget about that one. That is, that, is that's somewhere between though. camp, camp and animated. Yeah, maybe a bit uh, of both. Straddle. Yeah. Were those? Was that a good movie? I never actually saw the oh, Lego Batman it. movie. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed, really enjoyed it. it. He was one, yeah. he was one of the best parts of that Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. He's uh it's a it's a fun little ride. But now that we have this all there, <laughs> uh I I I actually without including the Robert Pattinson one because we have him saying two lines in this entire trailer sense. and we don't really know. I mean, yeah. obviously you like the hot new toy that's yeah. right there, so you you immediately think of that, but um based on all of this, if you guys were to pick your favorite Batman, uh, who would it be? From each category? Mm. No, uh, j- just the one uh, out of out of the ones I have provided to you. Just the one uh, for me is Conroy. I'm just picking that's a good one. one. What He's was Batman he, what? Prime? From what? Uh, the Kevin animated Conroy? series. Oh, the original animated series, the Bruce Tim one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might. Uh, I might honestly have to agree with that. Well. That's like the the epitome of Batman. Was that? that animated show. I think the, the Nolan movies were great, but I don't necessarily think Christian Bale did anything special as Batman in those movies. He was, he was just the vehicle uh, for those really awesome Christopher Nolan films. So I think I'd, yeah, I'd have to give it to the animated series, the Bruce Tim and, and Kevin Conroy thing. Fair enough. Elise. At least the animated series is great. I'm a big sucker for dark Knight returns for old Batman. Mm. Uh, more so like the comic, I guess, than the animation. Like I, I do mm-hmm. love Old Man Batman. I also really love just he's he's more of a supporting player, but Batman and Superman Red Sun. That might just be because I like Batman and his little like furry. But I also like I really appreciate like I know it's Anne saying about how in the Dark Knight he is the conduit for telling that story. He's not really like the flashiest Batman, but I do really like the dynamic that Christian Bale has in those movies, especially when he gets into like, I'm the playboy Bruce Wayne and I'm showing up at a party with two supermodels on my arm and I'm putting on this facade and then I'm really good guy Batman that taps into these cell phones all across the city, but then at the end of the day <laughs> programs it so, so Lucius Fox can destroy it. And I, I don't yep. make it about me, I just say, you know, type in your name. And, I, and he's, he very much embodies that kind of like, silent honor that he's not trying to like shove down anyone's throat and i don't know i do like at the end of the day like kind of like that i think maybe of any mainline movie it's it's bail for me i agree with that too i think um i like what keaton does as bruce wayne i think his like billionaire who's like weird and doesn't really know how to be a billionaire is is interesting and i don't think that bail is like a terribly interesting bruce wayne or maybe his bruce wayne doesn't really exist aside from like the one scene with the models at the restaurant um, but otherwise, yeah, Affleck did absolutely nothing for me. Like, I feel like I didn't even really pay attention. It was like nothing at all. Um, Bale for sure. I also like, you, you gotta credit Christian Bale for how much he changed his body. Yeah. In oh, between quickly, yeah. those films and like that stuff's mm-hmm. crazy and so dedicated. So for the live action ones, it, it'd be Bale for sure. I, I'm into it. There was a, also, a- I don't, I don't think, I don't think Batman Begins gets enough yeah. credit for really kicking off this modern era of superhero movie of taking that template where I think as a, as a young fan, I was always like, why don't they do the origin story? They've never, they, why aren't they doing this? And uh, I think go back and, you know, you watch Batman begins and it's so good. And it's kind of mind blowing that they had never done a movie where 
he, you know, Batman doesn't become Batman for like 45 minutes into that movie, which is well, yeah, they, they always skipped like, the part where he becomes a ninja, right? They, that that was just yeah. like he he goes away and he comes back yeah. and then he's a badass. Racial um, and all that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, there was, was one like, animated show a few years ago that wasn't on your list called Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. not that it's the greatest thing in the world, but I think had a really amazing, fun tone. Like yeah. we're, we're talking about this new The Batman that's like, it's like super dark and super gritty and there's serial killers and suicide bombers, but this was like a fun show for kids that kind of jumped yeah. around the dc universe and had like a really fun aquaman take and like it was all the really fun. weird crazy characters were able to be in it and it was fun and 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 enjoyable and lighthearted for maybe more for kids but it's something that i think is completely left out of all of this modern batman is is the fun that there is there yeah i watched some of that because it felt like they were like we're trying to you know bring back our batman animated series and like the color palette was really interesting too like it was mm-hmm. almost like this poppier palette, but sure. yeah, I never, I never got into it. I do know that there was a character on their name Funhouse, uh, but they oh, never really? did a copyright. They know. never did a copyright on the name <laughs> uh, because we had a bunch of meetings with lawyers when we first started here, and they were trying to copyright the name. But then, in a weird turn of events, uh, Warner kind of bought it maybe that's the reason why they bought <laughs> we got to well, the bottom also, of it maybe that's why yeah. before funhouse you couldn't get calendar men too <laughs> there, you go. Was, there you go it's true already taken yeah. um i i will say i i agree both with uh dan and alana that uh the animated i think kevin conroy just because he was that character for it's been 20 years uh you have so many different iterations and such great written episodes across uh multiple batman animated shows video games and justice league shows uh and they i think they those shows always got better and him playing that character perfectly i think is is sort of i will always see that as my like quintessential batman there's something about that bruce tim aesthetic too that kind of like art deco but timeless like there's still sci-fi elements and horror elements and modern things but it also seemed like it could have been in the fifties that I, I think works really well to not saddle Batman with modern technology. I think it's really cool. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I highly recommend watching the justice league unlimited episode epilogue, which uh, the head of Cadmus was at Amanda Waller basically does a, a great explanation why the world always needs a Batman. And I thought that was like, such a nice little cherry on top of that great show. And uh, I highly recommend watching that one if you want to get a get a good reason why Batman is an awesome character. I think huge credit to DC one. that there are so many different iterations of Batman. Like, they just allow so much freedom with their licenses in a way that I really appreciate. And their characters, like Telltale's Batman, the same thing. You know, they completely change the origin mm-hmm. stories of so many of those characters. They really let people uh, get creative with their licenses in a way that a lot of other... Uh, properties just absolutely won't so there is so much batman Mm -hmm. and there is batman for everyone and every batman uh, that we've had before is going to be different to the last in a way that i don't know i think is really cool something yeah you could you could imagine a massive corporation being way too overprotective of the image of one of its major characters like maybe like disney is for mickey so that mickey barely even lives anymore because they're so protective of him for sure (laughs) especially when you get into a movie like lego batman where that character is so deprecating and silly and really yeah. undermines any of the the seriousness or grittiness of Batman. Like he, he's he's just like the foil, really. And yeah. it's it's so fun. 
they mock him yeah. for being an emo uh, kid with dead parents yeah. all the time. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's cool that they <laughs> do that. It's so good. <laughs> uh, so, if you get a chance, just look up the art for Paul Pope's Batman Year 100. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And That's one of my favorite Batmans. It's like a nightmare. It's but it's it's cool. Yeah, that I, I remember seeing that. Just being like that. I can't believe they let him do that. I mean, it's a, it's actually a great two, book. Just the variety of Pope. like Batman figures that I have in this apartment. Like none of them look the same, even a little bit. Like they're <laughs> really no cool about merch too. Yeah. Like no, they're all over the place. It's it's so dope. Like the the statue right here is from uh, the Batman Who Laughs. It's like some BDSM shit. <laughs> like it's just mm-hmm. they're so creative with it. He's such a cool character to like no, have different takes. Like I have a vampire Batman, I have a samurai Batman. Technically mm-hmm. two vampire Batmans actually. But yeah, they're just all over the place. It's uh it's dope. So Very is good. the Batman who laughs a Batman and a Joker at the same time? Mm, he's technically more the Joker, but yeah. Okay. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, just real quick before we leave, and this is not necessarily Batman related, but DC related. I read two good. Com- I have a lot of time to read now. It's the only fun thing I get to do with a baby. <laughs> but I read two really great comics from DC recently. One was Wonder Woman Dead Earth, which is kind of like a Dark Knight Returns take for Wonder Woman. Hmm. Um, kind of revisionist, uh, really gritty art. Um, but and the other one is it's really stupid. It's Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. But it was maybe the most fun I've had reading anything in a long time. Just Jimmy Olsen running around having stupid adventures um, and Superman's not allowed to save him this time for some reason. But um, just a lot of fun kind of poking at the stupidness of comics while also enjoying them and living in them. So just two hot wrecks for anyone out there that actually still reads comics. Yeah, good stuff. That's cool. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for watching and listening. Uh, If you enjoy the show, obviously tell a friend and everyone who you know. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye.